The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We all have those thoughts that will not die. Along with many other thought distractions, these can keep us from thinking clearly and focusing on what we desire and who we can be. This is Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. What if you could learn to command the power of thought and make the laws of the universe work in your favor? It can be done, and it just takes some adjustments to become a thought genius. Now, here is your host, Dr. Jeffrey L. Fannin. Welcome to Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage, and uh, we have a, a special guest today, Karen Smith. And uh, Karen is a very delightful person. She was uh, born an entrepreneur and uh, started many of her successful businesses at age 16, pretty young to get uh, started on an entrepreneurial path, but uh, she's done that most of her life. And then just uh, short of her 30th birthday, Karen was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease and given six months to live. Um, being the natural-born rebel, she uh, did a search for a way to try and live without medical interference using the power of her mind and heart to consciously create a healing uh, process. With her emotional resilience and her practice as a holistic uh, life coach and business consultant, her mission is to light one million hearts globally to helping people conquer fear and re-imprint their limitless self to achieve their life's purpose and the potential. So Carolyn uh, specializes in heart-brain coherence, which is something that's, pardon the pun, very near and dear to my heart, and as well as with uh, neurofeedback as a, a certified heart math trainer. And uh, she is the founder of the uh, website FindingPurpose.com, something you definitely want to check out. And uh, she has helped hundreds of people transform their lives uh, uh, through the live events that she does and online programs. Karen, welcome to the program. We're so thrilled to have you here today. Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so um, I, I think the, the, in this first segment, I'd, I'd kind of like to talk about who is Karen Smith? Uh, so going out on your own at 16 is not something that really everybody does. So what was your motivation behind making that choice? Oh, wow. Um, that's a big one. At um, 16, I was living in the Caribbean, and my father had just gone out of business with his work, and they decided to migrate. And um, I guess I showed them enough responsibility that I could stay. I, did, I didn't think he was making a wise choice. I tell my friends this, and people know this, I always say I came into life remembering, so I had a lot of wisdom at a young age, and I stayed and um, took a chance and, and uh, made a pitch to the local television studio, and they accepted me to start my own television series, and um, I started a, a textile design school and um, made enough money to keep my household running, and um, 
said my to, told goodbye to my parents, and that's how I started my first uh, business venture. <laughs> that's pretty savvy on your part. So let, let's fast forward, you know, another uh, fifteen years there, and take us back to the day just before your thirtieth birthday when you received the information from the doctor that you had uh, Hodgkin's disease and were given six months to live. That that had to be a pretty daunting day. Help us understand where you were in all of that. Well, I had at that time um, been running uh, pretty by by the average standards um, one would expect a very successful life. I had um, a beautiful little daughter. I was married and I had um, very successful businesses. However, um, I was working like 16-hour days. I barely saw my daughter. Um, you know, I, I was not in touch with myself at all. And um, I, I didn't realize until actually I got that, um, that diagnosis how miserable and unhappy I was. I, you know, in hindsight, I realized there was no, um, it was no surprise. I mean, I was basically already dead. I wasn't living a purposeful life. I didn't know who I was. Um, I, I had no, I had no in touch with part of myself, no way of knowing myself, my emotions. I was a workaholic. Um, I was eating KFC at night, driving home at eight o'clock from work. And, um, that was just my daily sustenance and really did not take care of myself. Had no, um, if you know me today, you would not believe me if you saw me back then. I was just a very dark person. I just never, I was more introverted, um, working all the time and very successful. So I got the um, lump showing up everywhere and put it off and put it off and put it off. You know, I had a very busy lifestyle. And um, eventually it got to the point where there were so many that it got my attention. And uh, my doctor sent me to one of the best oncologists money could buy. And um, when she told me that diagnosis, I re-engineering it now, I looked looked at her and said, there's no way. And I walked out of the office. I sub- subsequently threw out the chemotherapy um, uh, prescription, and I just knew that I had to find another way. But what happened before um, the next step was I went home, and my baby daughter, well, she was four at the time, jumped off the sofa and hugged me and I never will forget that moment for the rest of my life. Um, my life transformed in a certain knowing that I had to live, and I was present for the first time, I think, who knows in how many years, um, decades maybe. And um, I just knew that I was so filled with love um, at that moment that this is what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. I, I was going to live. And... Um, I got up the next morning. I told no one of my diagnosis, um, actually for years until one of my first books came out. Um, I just kept it to myself uh, quite intuitively and um, went and bought my first self-help book, which was Quantum Healing by Deepak Chopra. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, the name of the show here is Help My thoughts are holding me hostage, and obviously you didn't let your thought process hold you hostage. But 
you know, I'm wanting to know, why did you really think that your mind could create a healing process of that magnitude? You know, I didn't know then. I, I look back that, and I realized that, like I said before, I came in remembering. Um, I grew up in a chaotic environment. Obviously, if you leave home early, it's kind of a given that something was off. And um, I spent a lot of time on my own researching, believe it or not, um, you know, ancient philosophy and tradition. And my dad was a, a pharmaceutical rep, and I read all his human physiology books. And somehow my brain always connected the two. I don't know why. That's what I did. I was a little, I've always been a geek. I still study neuroscience and stuff like that a couple hours a day. And, um, and I, had a, I had a deeper knowing of this, of something bigger. Um, my friends made fun of me in a gentle way, the closer friends, um, that I was intuitive. And I'd suppress that. Uh, of course, you know, when you're going through your young teen years, you don't want to be odd. And I had suppressed that. And it's at, at that moment, I still remember that moment very well when this doctor with these deep, dark, piercing eyes is looking at me with almost a scowl on her face. And she said, you know, you're lucky if you make it six months was what she said. And I told her, no way. And she started yelling off all of these letters behind her name and all her qualifications. And my response was, what does that have to do with me? <laughs> and I felt like I connected at that moment. She got really angry. I left. She was still yelling at me as I, shut, as I left the office, um, shutting the door behind me. And, um, and, she, and what I felt at that moment was that I knew that there was something bigger than me or her or anything else at that moment. I didn't know what it was. I never got stuck in the house. Now, this is what I teach now. Don't get stuck in the house. I just knew that there was an isness, that's what I call it, um, that was there. And I had lost touch with it for a long time. And I'd always been curious in my early days, wondering what that was. So I was very lucky, or some people would say blessed, that I had that early connection um, so that I had a, a kind of intuitive awareness at that time. Did I know my mind could heal my body? No, I had no idea. I'd never re read anything. Quantum um, healing was my first introduction, but it was weird that I didn't go to any other type of book or you know, love or, you know, healing or relationship. I went straight to quantum healing. I didn't even know what quantum meant at the time. Um, and it was my saving grace. It, it, it felt like a validation to me of what's something I knew deep inside. Yeah, so you kind of came in with that knowledge and that intuition. And, uh, you know, when you came to the office and we did your brain map, and I don't remember if you uh, remember part of that conversation was that we had seen that intuition signature that we see in so many people uh, in your brain map. That's so, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we have scientific proof that you are <laughs> highly intuitive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's a, that's really a good thing. And you, and you know you work with a lot of change and, and so forth and. Uh, the theme of everything that you do seems to have that uh, living with purpose. And do you, do you think there's a lot of people out there that, that choose not to live with purpose or are certain people just driven to create that purposeful living? I feel like we all get the intuitive hit. I, th I don't think that I'm any more special than someone else because even my brain map shows I'm more intuitive. I, I think you did the GDV scan and all my chakras were like perfectly aligned. And 
Um, and, and that's one of the abilities I have to, <laughs> some people around me say, oh man, you manifest so quickly, just don't ever wish me bad. <laughs> but <laughs> I always think good thoughts. I try to best. But, um, but I think what happens is, is um, you know, in my studies, and I study a lot of energy psychology and, and physiology, um, you know, what happens is, and, and this is my thing that I teach, my sweet spot, is heart-brain coherence. And I feel like we all get that call. As you know, the heart um, has a wider electromagnetic field in the brain. Um, the brain is, um, is also a magnetic field, but the heart's much wider. And we don't even have instruments to measure, as far as I know, um, how wide it is. It says eight feet, you know, but it, that's just as far as the instruments that we have can, or the brain is three feet. Um, with those same instruments, and where the heart gets the hit all the time, there's a part of us that always feels the calling. It, you know, um, when we have heartbreak, it's disappointment because we know that we could have. There's something better waiting for us, and the subconscious in the mind wants to protect us. Well, the mind wants to protect us, um, and we have a lot of stories and inhibitions and a lot of uh, fear from our past. And the heart gets the hit and it tries to go up to the brain and the brain shuts it down. It shuts down that, that calling. So I think a lot of people get that calling. If you do, um, like Gallup does the poll, it's a, it's a pretty um, well-known poll that 80% of us are going to work and we're unhappy. Um, and we still do it. You know, a lot of us stay in stuck relationships. A lot of us want to have this dream. We want to write this book. We want to um, go on an adventure and we don't do it. We want to start a nonprofit. We, or I say for purpose rather than nonprofit. And, um, and we don't do it. And I think it's because we have these old repetitive, um, beliefs and stories that have been created. It goes up through, let's say, um, from the heart through the throat chakra to the sixth chakra, which is where, you know, uh, we're thinking. And the brain sends out all these old stories that you can't do that or who are you to do that or you're not good enough or you're going to be embarrassed or you're going to be ashamed or somebody's going to make fun of you or you're going to get fired or your spouse is going to leave you. You know, it's so we, fear is a big barrier for that and it makes us want to stay comfortable. Um, meanwhile, we, some of us do experience that calling and um, it's about clearing those blockages and those stories and old beliefs in our mind so that, I mean, think about it. Who would you be if you weren't living with that inner critic anymore, shooting you down all the time or criticizing you or saying, oh, I didn't get this done today. Who uh, I'm not good enough. Um, you'd be amazing. And I think uh, the biggest success tool we have is managing, um, learning to manage those thoughts and turn them around. You know, I want to go back to the uh, something you said a few minutes ago about the heart-brain uh, connection there, and this is something that, that there's been a controversy ar- around that, you know, is it the heart, is it the brain, you know, does the brain uh, trigger the heart coherence, does the heart t- trigger the brain coherence, and in some of the work that we've been doing with Dr. Dispenza and measuring both heart and brain coherence, and the thing that we're starting to recognize with that research is that it's not necessarily a, a, a controversy anymore, that it's more understanding that there is that relationship and what does it matter whether it's, it's the heart influencing the brain or the brain influencing the heart. What we find is that when people are in these meditative states and they have these markers that are lined up 
uh, with the advanced meditators, about 12 of them that uh, we find are, are part of that connection. And then when the energy is uh, aligned in the body, that's when there seems to be this heart-brain coherence that connects up. The handshake comes into being, and then that's when the magic happens. That's when we see people having tremendous mystical experiences and higher energy, uh, in you know, kundalini kind of energy in the body and so forth. And it's um, just amazing to live in an age where we're able to measure some of that and, um, and, and kind of bring that into, into being. So um, I, I'm astonished that you have made that connection early on and, uh, and kind of live by that rule. I want to talk uh, more about some of this stuff, but it's, uh, let's take a, a short break now. And you're listening to Help My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you find that some of your hopes and dreams aren't happening the way you thought they would? Maybe your power of intention needs fine-tuning. The latest scientific research indicates that the problem is related to your subconscious belief patterns. They determine your behavior as well as create the message that is being broadcast into the field. Only 5% of what we think about comes through the conscious thinking part of our brain, and the rest is processed through the subconscious part of our brain. You need the Thought Genius Kit. The Thought Genius Kit is an amazing combination of tools and technology that is not sold in stores anywhere. But you can get it from ThoughtGenius.com. If you want to know what your subconscious thinks and feels about something, all you have to do is think about it and watch the indicators on the screen. The Thought Genius Kit also comes with a lifetime subscription for creating your own mind movies. Get more information and read scientific research before you order the Thought Genius Kit at ThoughtGenius.com. That's ThoughtGenius.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. To reach Dr. Jeffrey L. Fannin or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radioshow at thoughtgenius.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, we're back with my guest, Karen Smith, and we have been discussing... Uh, heart and brain coherence and kind of like to go back to that discussion uh, Karen maybe you can uh, uh, throw in your 25 cents worth here well I use uh, uh, an infinity sign that looks in a, in a vertical sense of an 8 and I put the heart in the bottom the mind at the top and the center is your choice point, which is your fifth chakra. And for those of us who don't, for those of you who don't know what a chakra is, it's a scan, it's a Sanskrit word meaning wheel or disc. And it's a point of intersection where the mind and body meet. And, um, and we can go on about that. That's a whole other conversation. But, um, you were saying about seven, 12 markers that line up, um, Dr. Fannin. And 
you know, most uh, philosophy, some philosophies have 12, 13, 8, 7. We just stick to 7. But the heart is number four. The mind is, is kind of where number six is. And in between is that where I say the intersection of that infinity sign. And I call that the choice point. And it's your fifth chakra. And it happens to be how you show up, how you express yourself, how, uh, who you're going to be. And I believe this is where purpose really gets blocked. Um, we're making choices all the time. And if we're not aware where those choices are coming from, how are we in control of those choices? And those, de- those choices are really the defining moments of our life. It's, we, d- we decide who we are in that moment, how we're going to react, how we're showing up, how people are going to react to us. Are we pretending to be someone we are not? Are we selling out because we want someone's approval? It all happens at this point. And when the mind and the heart aren't in congruence, and I like to say coherence, which means that they are they're functioning um, synchronistically, that's where you're powerful. I mean, you're powerful beyond measure in that moment. This is where you can change, um, create anything, form into matter or take matter and reverse this. And I believe that's what happened in my instance. My, my heart finally opened again and I was in total coherence, congruence with what I wanted, which was to live and love this child who I still am crazy about today. And, um, and uniting your head and your heart you're also no longer split. You are truly, a, you become whole. Who you are and who people see of you are the same thing. So we hear these wonderful talks about the power of vulnerability and authenticity. And I believe that this is also where it comes from. And it is, your, it is by far, and science is now proving this, your most powerful state where, like you said, when people have these 12 markers lined up, that's when the body is fully congruent because you're now allowing yourself to, to be open and you are now expanding your choice, um, like I say, your will to align with the universe's will. Your will becomes its will and your, your ability to, to powerfully create anything in that instant, that's where it happens. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more, and I love your analogy here with the infinity sign, <laughs> uh, and, and I'm going to use that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I when I express things to people, but as you're talking about that, uh, the things that came to mind when you're using the word congruent, and I would say, you know, that that's absolutely true, that there is a great level of congruency here, but also that we see a higher level of consciousness that begins to occur when the energy in the body is aligned. And more to that is what I talk about in a lot of my lectures is, you know, when you have a thought, whether it's wanted thought or an unwanted thought, and you hold that thought for 17 seconds, there is a certain amount of energy that is, um, that is created with that thought. And the uh, principle of attraction says in, in physics that if you hold that thought for 17 seconds, that the vibration of that energy will attract other energy that is like that. So you're going to have uh, additional thoughts about whatever that is, whether they're wanted or unwanted. If you continue to hold that for 68 seconds, then there has been enough energy that has amassed in that process to now not not only just deal in the wave form in the quantum field, but it now has enough energy to affect particle matter, and that's how we create our reality. So the things that you were talking about here about 
that choice point and and having that congruency that consciousness that increase in consciousness where you know you make those choices and people get around you and they feel that energy because you've raised the vibration to that level and it is very congruent with your higher self and, and what it is you're broadcasting into the field and i think that your description of that uh, is very succinct, very to the point, and something that I think most people can wrap their head around. Um, you know, I end up talking to him about quantum physics and the field in this 17 seconds, and uh, I, I'm kind of one of those people, you ask me what time it is, and I'll tell you how to build a watch. You know? <laughs> so uh, I, I, I really love that, that part of that. Um, why do you think you chose uh, to focus on purpose? Was that because of um, things in your own life or because you just looked around and said, wow, people around me just, they, they don't live a life of purpose? Yeah, I realized um, years ago that what was lacking, what was common about the lacking that I was witnessing in a lot of people uh, was a sense of purpose. Um, uh, and I, I, I literally coined the phrase that, you know, if you lose purpose, it can cost you your life, which is what I feel like my story represents. I was totally off track for anything I f- feel like I was sent here to do or be. Um, I wasn't in touch with myself, and I feel like a lot of people have lost sight of that. And then you're open again. If we even go back to the infinity sign, that, that center point your will is open to any influence. Anybody could come sell you something, a, a bag of, a, you know, a bill of goods and say, hey, if you give me this, I'll give you that. And it's, it's a quick out in not having to show up. And we have a fear of showing up. Um, it's one of the points we teach in unique ability. Um, it's your uniqueness is why you're here. It's what you were born. You have a a, a divine right and um, a purpose, if for lack of a better word, it is your mission to give that unique ability that you came in with to the world and uh, to shine that light. There's only one you, and we're not taught to have that, to show that. We're taught ladies are to be seen and not heard, boys don't cry, tough up. Um, you know, uh, if you give me this, I'll give you the keys to heaven or. Um, you know, don't stand out too much. Do the play, play by the rules. Um, you, you know, don't if you you'll get a label even you'll get ADD or ADHD or or some kind of label or you know excommunicated. You're not trained to show up. But then look at the people who've impacted the world. They're the people who challenged the status quo and stood out upon themselves and really shone their light and they made huge changes. Some of them negative because again they weren't aligned, but. Look at what happens when you do shine your unique ability in coherence or in congruence with a bigger um, mission and alignment with something moving outside of you. You know, I, I, as you were talking earlier and about, you know, working long hours and uh, eating KFC and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I was chuckling to myself because that was my life <laughs> sometime back and my kids will validate that for you that, you know, they, they still make jokes about it today even though they're, they're uh, adults and married and have kids of their own, but they, they still kind of joke about that. But I, I think there is 
some credence to that, that we buy into, uh, you know, that level of thinking and think that's the way it's done. And, you know, I jump in my canoe and start paddling upstream and thinking paddling harder and faster will get me there when just the opposite is true. If I just stop paddling and go with the flow and be, in, be able to recognize how energy affects us and, and how the rules of the universe work, uh, I, I think that that's an important thing. Um, why do you think that so many people are resistant to change and get caught up in that egocentric model of more, 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 me, me, me? Oh, that's a whole conversation. Um, but really, you know, the mind is the brain. You know, 95% of everything we do or think or apply meaning to is governed by a subconscious pattern that usually didn't come from us. It usually is, it, a lot of it is created in our childhood and a childlike perception. Um, and think about it. Do you really want your life ruled now by a child or those beliefs? I mean, it, the, the littlest thing triggered us to form, create stories around ourselves, our life, whether to shrink, like I, I mentioned before, not stand out, do as you're told, um, you know, don't, don't color outside of the lines. And we create a lot of fear and um, the brain in, it, in and of itself tends to lean towards fear um, that's just, that's a whole, you know, that's how we are created because we didn't want to get eaten in the, good, in the good old days by a saber toothed tiger. And we're, when we're triggered, we tend to go towards fear and that fear is pretty powerful. And sometimes it can override what we really, really want to do. Um, if we are not really building a practice and I, and I, I teach all my clients to build in a, a daily practice of visualizing with the feeling and the imagery of what they want, like you well said, if, and you put the mechanics to it, if you hold the thought for 17 seconds and four times that 68 seconds, you've now created a, um, a, a feel, a vibrational effect. If that's held and repeated over and over, now they have a new neural network that will to follow rather where there was none before. And in being open, um, you can only create that if you do something new. And sometimes the brain can't tell if you're really doing it or if you're pretending. So if you really focused and had a vision of what you really want, that purpose, that feeling, what you're doing, I'm contributing, um, apply your significance to something else rather than, you know, looking good at work. Wow, what if I change the lives of five people today? Um, whatever it is that gets you flowing, whatever it is you're passionate about, what if I did that? And what would that look like? What that feel like? And you fed yourself that every day. The brain will start to create that for you. And then eventually when that happens, of course, we apply other processes. Um, of course, as you know, gratitude being a big one of it happening already. Um, another tip here is I don't ever say the word want. I always act as if. I always act as if. I call myself an author long before I wrote a word. You know, people are, oh, what book did you write? Oh, it's, it's coming. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's, um, you know, act as if, you know, feel that it and, and, um, and take responsibility. And a lot of us don't believe in our vision enough. And the way to create that belief is to almost trick the brain into believing that it's already occurred because what we're doing all the time is putting our past in our future and um, that fear. And, of course, we want to stay comfortable because there's a part of us that just doesn't want to show up um, because we're afraid of being criticized. And being not good enough is a, is a very core human fear, 
which, you know, we've, we're eternally working to get rid of totally. And I think that's where all these sabotaging beliefs come up. Um, and, and, and sabotage, you have to bring, make the vision and your why and who you are bigger than that fear that comes up because that wants to shrink you. Yeah, that's uh, uh, very interesting now that we have this uh, technology is emerging uh, to give us uh, things that we can use to help identify that. So in, uh, in this uh, thing that we have called the Thought Genius Kit, it uh, really are tools that you're speaking about. So we have a headband that people can wear that has four electrodes in it, and it will measure your perception about things, whether it's positive or negative. Um, and it will also measure your emotions about that. So whether you have a positive emotion or negative emotion. And so you talk about beliefs. Um, uh, many people may say, well, I, you know, I want more money. And so all I, when they're wearing the headband, all I have to do is think about I want more money. And it may come up negative that they have a negative perception and they have a negative emotion. So then they have to kind of reorchestrate things and they can use this device to help train their brain. Um, but uh, understanding how those beliefs get in there and how, uh, you know, belief is nothing more than a thought that we keep having over and over and over again, that um, it, it is so vital, like you say, to be able to um, suit up and show up and and take on that uh, that mantle of what it is that you want to be and that your neurons will come together and uh, helping you to not only feel that, but to live that. And that is the message that you project out into the field. Mm-hmm. Would you kind of agree with that? We have a couple minutes left here before the break. Oh, 100%. Our beliefs define our reality. And we think that we're thinking our own thoughts when really we're not. That's like 3% of what we use, 95 to 97% is something else. And sometimes our conscious mind, which is the 3% says, Hey, I want this. But the 97% is a huge overpowering factor that says, no, you don't deserve it, or you're not worthy of it, or you're, you know, you're, your people aren't going to like you, or you're not going to have real friends or whatever the story might come up that's associated with having that money is probably going to weigh you down. So I love that we have technology and instruments that could actually show you what's going on. Um, and so we have now a tool in which we can see it and now get, you know, coaching or the, the right um, methodology um, of repatterning or reframing or, um, or changing that. So. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, another important point is, is the, the fear that you brought up that people tend to, um, to live with. It, the, in the brain, there's a part called the amygdala that deals with our fight or flight. It also functions uh, as far as uh, organizing and, and ordering uh, what our, um, our emotions are going to be in that moment. So the brain is basically saying, what do I need to survive in this moment right now? And if we continue to have those kinds of thoughts that are negative thoughts, that, um, that's what the brain is going to learn and that's where our set point is is going to be, and so our emotions and our thoughts are going to work hand in hand there. So um, I I want to continue talking about this and uh, some of the other uh, products that you have to offer, but let's take a, a short break. Uh, you're listening to Help My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. 
This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hi, I'm John Rainey, Chief Financial Officer of United Airlines, and I'm honored to be the National Chair for the 2015 March for Babies campaign for the March of Dimes. United is a proud supporter of the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Please join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.org. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. To reach Dr. Jeffrey L. Fannin or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radioshow at thoughtgenius.com. Now, back to this week's program. We're back with my guest, Karen Smith, and uh, we have been discussing a lot of very interesting things and uh, talking about, you know, how the brain and heart coherence come together and how uh, the amygdala deals with uh, our emotions and how our set point can get set and how we uh, create our own reality. I know that, uh, Karen, you've you've created a lot of uh, programs and uh, – Rather than me kind of read down this list of these programs, it probably is much better for you to to start introducing them and talk a little bit about these programs and how they can help people. Oh, well, thank you. Um, we came up with a formula which we've coined as the purpose uh, formula, which is years and years of studying um, uh, with human potential leaders, um, I've studied theology and um, holistic theology, holistic medicine, and um, the number one thing we need is is presence. I mean, presence is just the sweet spot of everything else. Um, it's the defining moment for you to change your beliefs. You cannot create a new story for your life if you're not present. You know, like that moment where I hug my daughter, I mean, that was intense, immediate presence, like unimaginable, like I don't have words to express it. Um, and, and we have moments of presence. We can be present all the time. And we think we need to look at somebody to say, oh, I've, I've been present today, but they're not. The fact is most of the time we're living in our past or projecting what we perceive of that past into the future. And that's why we keep repeating the same thing over and over and over and over and over. I think you mentioned like Dr. Joe, who you work with, you know, he says, you know, we get up and we download yesterday before we start thinking of what we want to create. And it's true that, you know, the first thing I, I was just sharing with a client that, you know, what I had was a, a, a 
literally just wrote on a paper on my wall, and this worked great, and I'd love to give it to your, to your audience, is that I wrote on the wall, you know, good morning, Karen. Your thoughts create your day. Start thinking the ones you want right now. So that was the first thing I saw when I opened my eyes. And, um, and it really stopped the cycle of going back into yesterday or who, who pushed my buttons or triggered me or anything. So it's a great practice for presence to catch yourself. And I remember um, the first time I learned to meditate, which, of course, I teach mindfulness and awareness practice in, in our programs. The biggest aha for me was, wow, I don't have to think those thoughts. For me, that was huge because it gives you so much power. Um, you know, not having to be sucked into the, I call it the downward spiral of, you know, the meaning that we apply to things. You know, somebody might um, be having a bad day and say something to you that you'll apply a meaning to and think, oh, she doesn't like me or he doesn't like me or I'm never going to get this promotion. When that's just you, it's your perception. It has nothing to do with them. They're just having a bad day. And I like to say, analyze, visualize, and strategize. Analyze, I ask, is this true? Do And I visualize in what I'd like a better meaning in this instance to be. Oh, I'm really cool and they're having a bad day and they're going to come to me for some advice. And then I strategize how to fix it, how to repurpose that belief that, you know, um, think of a, a belief you want instead. And, um, and we do that for manifestation. So presence is, is huge. And um, we go down, it's an acronym for purpose, so um, unlimited potential, or um, I also call, dub, sub that depending on the program, the, the audience, um, your new unique ability, um, which is, like I mentioned before, we talked about your unique ability and, you know, your superpower is really bringing that unique ability to, as a gift, to, to, the, to your environment, to the world. Um, that's what you're here to do. And um, the next one is resolve. And we've got to take responsibility for everything, the way we show up, who we are, how we express ourselves, and especially our thoughts, especially how we perceive the world. We have, re- we, we um, believe the world, how we believe the world to be is how it's going to show up. It's nobody else's fault but our own. And we've got to take responsibility for how we're being, how we're affecting other people, how we're affecting our own reality, because the fact is we're creating it. And we can create a new reality at any point. Like you said, when those people are fully aligned, they're creating a new reality. They can even change matter. Um, I I know that. I've done it myself. Um, You know, I've, I've seen... People, uh, you know, I've heard people say, oh, maybe you got a wrong diagnosis. You know, there's a potential for that in the universe. Maybe, they, maybe it was at the time, but that was not my belief, and that's not the path I took. And here I am, 16 years later, you know, pretty healthy. <laughs> so, um, and, and um, you can ask me questions at any point. <laughs> oh, sure. You know, we got, down, got through the resolve. The uh, person has a resolve to do this. And then uh, the, the next one would be passion. So yeah. um, uh, why or what do you believe in, that makes a person passionate? You know, how do, how do you summon up that passion when it's just not coming naturally? I feel like I skipped over this in unique potential um, in your unique uh, self, but we do a lot of work in strengths, values, needs, 
um, and personality. And then passion drives down deeper into your why. So when you know who you are, this is who I am. It's okay. And it's okay. You just love all the parts of yourself, no matter what. But what drives you? You know, Viktor Frankl said, meaning is your driving force. And it's a great book, by the way, Man's Search for Meaning. I think it's a classic. I think everybody who feels a calling should should read it. And, um, you know, suffering, and I also heard a, a wonderful quote was that when you're suffering is when your purpose isn't bigger than your pain. Oh, and that's great. I loved it. Yeah. And I believe that so profoundly. We're here walking around with all the stuff that doesn't that we're not passionate about. We're not forgiving. We're holding on to grudges. Um, I mean, forgiveness in itself is a huge weight and it serves no purpose. All it does is ensure future pain for yourself. That's all it does. It 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 does not serve a purpose. It's heavy. It's, it's a story. It prevents you from showing up. Take that and turn it into something passionate where you can give and get over it. <laughs> Move on to there and find who you are. Do, discover who you are. Get present with that. Find what you're passionate about and pursue it. Um, you, know, the, you know, there's a lot of days that, that I get up and I, I can hardly wait to get up and get to work and, you know, start doing what I do and, you know, do my meditation first and, um, and yet there are other days when I get up and it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm just feeling kind of overwhelmed. And, uh, the, you know, where did my passion go? It was there yesterday. I was feeling inspired. And, you know, and, and it, it it's kind of like what you said before, that uh, good morning, Karen. Uh, you got to have that made into a T-shirt, I think. <laughs> you know, something that uh, that's really, really good advice. And when I start analyzing those those things and saying, okay, well, what, what's really real? Is, is this my perception or is it somebody else's? Uh, why am I feeling this way? And it doesn't take very long for me to change the vibration of the thoughts. And I'm, you know, back in that feeling good, feeling inspired uh, routine. But I think many of us may fall into that category um, that, you know, we don't live in this happy place and stay there forever, that there's a purpose to the contrast. Mm. And, and, and the contrast, you know, of you know, not so much of negative thinking, but I think that there is a uh, sometimes that our higher self may be guiding us to the contrast because then we can uh, understand what it is we don't want so we can focus on what we do want and I think that's one of the things that helps uh, bring that passion into into being. Would would you agree with that or no? Oh, I totally agree. Uh, we we talk about that in our workshops. That you know, because you've done a lot of work on yourself and you've acquired a certain state of being, which is you know, kind of replaced the the, the lack of a good state of being. Um, we feel like, oh, we don't have to go through those valleys anymore, but that's life. And it's only when we experience that contrast do we get to be reminded or dig a little deeper into who we are and what drives us. And, um, you know, uh, and, and passion, when we're working in our strengths, a, lot of, a, a huge part of my training is, is, is working in your strengths and what drives you and what do you really love. You know, we really focus on it. A lot of people have difficulty with that. 
it's hard for them to really just focus. They have stories that come up that I'm selfish or I'm not sharing or I'm not, but you're, you can't contribute if you're not working in your strengths. And what happens is that automatically lifts your vibration, which is what I think you're doing. When you start to seed your thoughts with things that you love to do or things that bring you joy, um, you start working on a different emotional scale and, uh, you're either in, uh, with your thoughts and your emotions creating one of two things, assets or deficits emotionally. And when you're creating assets, you're creating um, uh, purposeful feelings like a positive emotion. I want to contribute. I want to love. I want to give. Deficits are um, I'm overwhelmed. I'm procrastinating. I'm not good enough. I really hate that person who said that or cut me off in traffic yesterday or I'm angry or I'm non-forgiving or I'm not feeling compassionate towards myself. I'm criticizing. I'm being judgmental. And you're creating one of two things. And that really states your emotional set point. And you really have to focus on what brings you passion to tip the scale back in the other favor, which you're doing so well. And I wish everybody <laughs> would remember to do that more well, often. Yeah, I think the issue is not the, whether you're going to have those thoughts or those feelings and emotions because that's a normal part of life. Um, part of it, I think, is the rigidity with which people set their rules, that uh, they're, they're not being open, they're not being rigid, or I mean they are being rigid, and it's I want to do it my way and only my way, and I want you to act differently so that I can feel better is the way that many people approach things rather than being open. And I know that, that that's a key uh, part of your your book is uh, being open and not being rigid, right? Yes, we do that. We talk about open is a huge part. We talk about, um, you know, being open, like you said, the rigid mindset and the growth mindset are the two basic types of mindset. And Mindset stored in the hippocampus, and it's 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 it it gets triggered before the before anything reaches any thought reaches your conscious mind, and again, that's a place we get shut down. So we tend to stay rigid. We want to stay within the lines, and we don't want to expand outwards. Um, when you're not open, there are several levels of openness that we teach, and depending on how you know deep into woo woo ness we talk about, only when you're open could you allow total surrender. And in that space, you're like the caterpillar going into the cocoon. It doesn't want to do that. Imagine the caterpillar saying, I'm going to watch TV instead or go drink or um, not do this today or put it off for another day. The caterpillar has to go through it, even though it doesn't know what's on the other side. It's being called. And when we're open, we let ourselves go into what I call the quantum soup where we become nothing. And we say, universe, I'm yours. I don't know what you're doing with me here, but I'm going for it. And I'm now yours. And you've got to let that unfold and watch that and, and, and let it happen and allow it. And allowing comes with a very deep, intimate, I call it real, true intimacy with the divine, where you get so connected and your will and its will become one. That's when you're like in the zone. You are literally powerful beyond measure at that point. And we work from open where we open the doors, where we move, um, the, shift the mindset from growth mindset where we believe that we can change, sorry, we move into growth mindset, which is where we believe we can change. When there are more, a lot of people in today's society, because of social conditioning, are in a more of a fixed mindset, where our goal is to prove ourselves. And unfortunately, no matter how much we technically prove ourselves on the outside, inside, the person with a fixed mindset is always going to feel that they're not good enough, that there's a big, they've got a big judgment issue. So I'm glad you brought that up. 
Yeah, we have a, just a couple more minutes before the end of the program here. Could you uh, touch on the other two elements uh, of the uh, purpose, and that is service and expression? Uh, okay. Just- well, the other one is service, which is acts of kindness release serotonin in the body. And um, I talk a lot more about that in the program. And expression, we talk about really expressing the ways in which you can express your mission and move from obligation into contribution. Um, we have a uh, free program for your listeners if they go to the website findingpurpose.com. Uh, there's a 28-day video program where I will take of them a short video every day. Um, uh, to help them with go a little deeper into the concepts with some thoughts and workbooks. But our bigger program that we're launching at the beginning of next year, first week of January, your um, listeners will get, uh, if they purchase that, they will also get a $500 membership free, um, which is even more than the program cost. That is 365 days of purpose where we have a group of, uh, you know, people who are looking for change and a new way of thinking to be a part of a group that I will be guiding for the next year as a beta group. Um, And it's going to be an online diary and journal and tasks. And we're going to learn about uh, passion, uh, uh, purposeful goal setting um, with the heart, how we stay on the on the right side of that emotional landscape and um, rewiring the brain for a wonderful, purposeful future that we're going to really be happy about getting up, happy about getting up in the morning to live. <laughs> so, so if uh, people want to learn a little bit more about your story, your coaching, your speaking programs, where's the best place for them to get that information? Uh, just go to our website, uh, www.findingpurpose.com. Um, if, especially if they, uh, get into that 28 day program, then we'll have also access to our programs. If you go to the programs tab, you can drop down there and enlist, enroll in any program, anything that we have coming soon, uh, just enter your email address and we'll give you an early bird discount because you're coming from this show. Um, I've not been talking about that a lot. And, but if you go in there and you do the early bird registration, you will get, um, like a 25% off whatever programs we're running in there. So just go to programs and uh, click the, dro- uh, the drop-down box. And the Power of Purpose is what's launching at the beginning of next year. And the listeners here, if you go in there, um, you can just also email support and say, I heard about you from Dr. Fan and Show, and we'll give you access to the 365 days for free. So you'll have a year of, um, of momentum. And we have just a few seconds left. If you could give us just, I know you have a, a, a fabulous book coming out. Give us a, a quick preview of that. Oh, the book is called Purpose 3.0. And it is, the way we look at purpose is just really changing it uh, so people can embrace that and get rid of the fear barriers and and follow the pursuit. And it's a different philosophy um, that what we've been taught, it's not a traditional method in that it needs to have a religious calling or it needs to be goal setting or anything outside of us. The point is, you have that light. You know, like Rumi said, um, you know, you you are the ocean in that drop, not just a drop in the ocean. Um, and that's my philosophy. And we teach people how to empower themselves from within one step at a time. And really change your life around. What I want to start is a movement. 
Uh, that's so so true, so great. Look forward to that book coming out. like to thank my uh, guest, Karen Smith, for being on the show today, and we appreciate your courage, your inspiration, and your wisdom. So uh, join us next week for another inspiring episode of Help, My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. You're on the Voice American Empowerment Channel. Thank you for tuning in to the show this week. Please join Dr. Jeffrey Fannin again for another edition of Help! My Thoughts Are Holding Me Hostage. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week possible.